Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your one-stop shop for raising kids in this tech-heavy world. We bring on professionals and experts to give you all the tools you need to help your kids become fire-breathing warriors that have the strength to break out of the mold society has put them in. At the end of the day, we're all here for one reason, to help save some kids. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your host, Nate Webb, live in Studio Salt Lake City area, and we got a treat for you today. Um, We're always talking about boundaries for our kids. We're talking about tech, and we're talking about, you know, the the dangers of social media and all that good stuff. Well, I found someone who is is living it, the ups, the downs, the, 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 the fame, the fortune, and the withdrawals, and all, the, all of the above. Um, and so everyone welcome Steve Von Ederhausen to the show. So Steve and I... We know each other from church. Uh, we live near each other, and I can't even remember what it was. But one time, I I was stalking my—he's my bishop. Now I, I was stalking him, and I found they they had this like family account, this vacation family account, and they hadn't posted in forever, and they had a lot of followers. And I saw him in the park one day. I'm like, dude, you had like a popular Instagram account. He's like, yeah, yeah. We just no mas. We, no, no, we don't have it anymore. We don't use it anymore. And um, but so he left it all and he, he refers to himself as a recovering influencer. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll get into that. Welcome, welcome to the show, Steve. Thank you, Nate. Wow. It's, uh, it's great to be here. I'm excited to, to chat with you and, uh, and just have a good discussion about um, what, where we were at and, and how we got to where we were and where we are now right. and, and the effects and, and what, it, what it can do to somebody. So I'm, I'm glad absolutely, to be here. absolutely. So yeah, tell us your story a bit. How did you how did you become an influencer? Like, how did you get into that? Because you know, most people, you know, they start up an Instagram page as a fun little side hustle or something, and then, then man, you guys boomed. To take us through it, let's hear it. The good, the bad, the ugly. Let's dive into that. Sure. All right. So uh, we started out um, as a family. We we done we have done a lot of family travel, and early on in our marriage. Uh, we actually co-founded a humanitarian organization. And because we were leaders of this humanitarian organization, uh, are you okay there? What? You, you okay there? You founded a humanitarian organization. Yeah. Well, it, it was with, with two other couples. <laughs> That's so dope. Okay, keep going. Yeah, yeah. And so um, because we were co-founders and leaders of this organization, you know, we would we would take individuals and families and, and, and take trips down to some remote locations in Guatemala and Uganda and, and a few other places. And we would just start posting pictures of our experiences. And, and we felt, um, we felt like this, this drive of showing people, Hey, you can travel with your kids. It, you don't, you don't have to be restricted once you get married. And, and this is a, this is something that everybody can enjoy. And, and there's some goals we set early on in our life to, um, get our kids involved in, in to, to see outside of themselves and to serve and to, to become a uh, part of something much bigger. Mm. And so as we started posting um, uh, from our trips, um, people just kind of caught on and they started liking our stuff. And they're like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like this family can travel and, whoa, you can do it with kids and you're going to these crazy places and um, having these unique experiences. And then how many kids did you have while you were traveling at the time? Um, started out. Was it, was it just the one or what? It was gradual. Okay. So 
um, we, we first took our oldest and then, um, just to see if, if how a child could handle it, um, and, <laughs> will and then, we die? <laughs> yeah. And then we, and then it was great. Like all of our fears were left behind once we started traveling. Gotcha. And, gotcha. Um, what we heard in the news was, was not true. Um, and all we experienced with individuals was just this love and, uh, community and compassion. And, uh, and so we, we felt it was great, a great opportunity to, to let our kids, kids experience that. Right. And so you shared about that online. And so that if, if, at first, were you guys just sharing that just from like your, your, your private just Instagram accounts? No, it was just the Vaughn family. It was just, it was a family account. Gotcha. You made a family account. You're sharing about your stuff and then just people liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And we had that mindset of like, why do we, why should we have separate accounts? Like, let's just, whatever we share, let's share as a family. Let's gotcha. get all of it together. Gotcha. And so, um, yeah, then we started having a few brands reach out to us. Um, and it was, it was kind of a nice perk. We're like, oh, wow. Like you're outfitting us with all these hiking boots and, and uh, all this free they just free. free yeah yeah and some of them were like unrestricted some of them just say hey you know just here's some boots and um you know they didn't say like we want you to post so often so many times and right they're just happy if you if, if you tag them in something yeah, yeah yeah and so it started out like that and you know every six months we'd get a new set of boots and you know we were like oh it's pretty sweet that is pretty um, sweet. Yeah. And then, and then it kind of started to grow and, and, and I just started thinking like, oh, wow, we could actually turn this into something. Um, so then I started learning about Instagram strategies and how to, um, not just, not just gain followers, but to, um, convert them to customers, not, not, not necessarily that, but like to get engagement. Because, ah, okay. Okay. Um, with, the, with engagement. I mean, followers are one thing. But when you have high engagement, um, the platforms notice that and right, the algorithm, they, yeah, they just start blasting you out and gotcha. And then, you know, I, it, it kind of went a little level deeper and looked into other strategies and like how to, um, not just people engaging with us, but how do we engage with others and, and kind of find our target market, you know? Right. And, right. Okay. So it kind of led down this little path. Um, and then it just continued to grow and grow and grow and grow. And then we started getting bigger contracts and bigger brands. And, and it, it kind of got to a point when, um, we were up hiking in the Uintas and, um, we go on this nice, beautiful little hike. And my daughter kind of called me out on it. She said, are we going on this hike to go as a family and to have a fun experience together? Uh, or are we doing this to post on Instagram? Are we bringing the camera? Yeah. yeah. Are we bringing the camera? Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Are yeah. we bringing the camera to do this or that? And it just kind of struck me. I'm like, oh my gosh, what, what in the world are we doing? Like, mm. why do we feel that we have to share this? Why do we have to be a part of this? Um, I, I, I don't know what you call it, but just, it just yeah. it hit me hard. Yeah. And I, I, I put the, the camera back in the bag and I said, you know what? this is just going to be for the family. We're just going to do this for the family. No Instagram involved. Love that. Um, and then from then on out, it, it was kind of this little unsaid rule as we went out to do things. The kids are like, what's this for? You know, like it's always yeah. like a reality check. What are we doing this for? Uh-huh. Um, and so anyway, we just, I kind of got entangled up into um, always checking and like, right. 
like, okay, what can we post and what can, can get the most followers? Because it's, I mean, it's turning into a business. And so like yeah. your mind's thinking about your business because, you know, it's, yeah, I totally understand. Yeah, it, it, it started becoming a business and it started taking a toll. Like I'm spending more time trying to grow this thing on Instagram than I am with my family. And the whole reason why we did it was because of the family. Right. And, and so we're just sharing our family experiences, which we are sacrificing so we can figure out how we can post them. To- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man. So when you, what, what year is it when you guys first started this endeavor, when things started growing a little bit? Well, um, our, our foundation started in 2011. Okay. And then when was that fateful trip to the Uintas when you kind of had that reality check and you things started slowing down a little bit? Well, well, back in 2011, we didn't start off on Instagram. So it was like, we did a few years of of the travel and we're like, oh, let's, you know, then it kind of started blowing up and started growing. When did it start blowing up? Um, I'd probably say probably close to like 2014. 2014. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, so start blowing up. And then what you, when, when did it start? When, when did you notice that the toll it was taking and make the decision that like, we need to, it was probably like two or three years in. Right. So like 16, 17. Yeah. Probably 17. Yeah. How many, how many followers did you get up to on Instagram that you can remember? We were about 85,000. Wow. I mean, that's, that's a number and that's that. I mean, to be honest, that could be hard to walk away. I mean, You've been in it two or three years. You're starting to get pretty lucrative deals from these big brands. Um, like, like, wasn't it like Royale Caribbean or something like a cruise, a cruise, a cruise line? Yeah. Um, yeah we had a, a good contract with Royal. It was a year long contract with Royal Caribbean. Oh my goodness. And it was, it was amazing. We loved it. Right. And the experiences we've had from these, um, I don't know if we'd be able to have them any other way. Right. But, um, you know, it, it was kind of a catch 22. Right. And then, and then it felt like we got to a point where we grounded ourselves and we just kind of took a step back and just said, mm. you know, like what, what's going on here? <laughs> so at what point did you comp- Cause you guys kind of became totally inactive on Instagram. Like you like, you're there, but like, you guys don't like, you know, you don't post like a business, right. You don't maintain and try and like, you know, you're not pushing further to grow. When, when, when did that did it cut? Was it like it came to a screeching halt, or was it just like gradually as you focus more on the family itself, it just kind of slowed on its own? It kind of came to a halt. Um, and, and it was because there were some brands that were, you know, telling us, oh, just be authentic, be yourself, be you. But <laughs> that's so hard to, to do. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take a picture for Royale. Okay. Okay. No, and it, it wasn't them. I'm not calling any. Specific I know. I know. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Any companies listening, don't sue us. Okay. We're not any, yeah. we're examples. Yes. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But um, we, we would, we would, you know, say, Hey, be authentic, do your thing. Right. Uh, but here's a list of things we need you to do. And we're like, uh, that's not, that's not really that's not that's how that not works. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, all these, all these brands just kind of reached out to us and it's like they didn't even know who we were or what we were doing or what we were about or like what we believed it was just like you have a lot of followers you have a lot of engagement i want you to promote my stuff and let's go into business together and we're just like no you know like that's that's it's not just doesn't feel right and then um 
and then, you know, some of this stuff started coming out with research on social media and everything else. And we're like, we don't want to be a part of this. Like we don't, we don't want to be contributing to this. And, um, I mean, as we know, like social platforms, they, they hire neuroscientists. Oh yeah. To design attention. Yeah. They, they, they design behavioral experiences that draw you in. So you'll stay longer or keep you coming back. Oh yeah. And it's designed to be addictive. And we just, it was like that realization of like, do we really want to support flat platforms that deliberately take advantage of you and others? And so we're just like, nah, we, this is not for us. I'm good. No, thanks. Yeah. All right. We don't don't need it. We don't need it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you, you stepped away and then how did your experience with this influence the tech boundaries that you have in your home with your own kids? Cause you have what? Seven now. Yeah. We have seven kids, seven kids guys. And they're all like cream of the crop. Like this family is the coolest ever. I love these guys so much. Um, so you have seven kids. The oldest is what? Like 19 is she 19. Yep. And then your youngest is like two, two years old. Well, two in April. Yep. Oh dude, I'm good. Okay. Okay. And then, yeah. So you got a pretty wide span. You got seven kids. Um, so yeah, how's that affected the, the, the boundaries you've placed with technology and social media and stuff in your own home? Well, just from our own personal experience, you know, I, I noticed stuff that I was going through as I was learning more about strategies and how to build a, an account and, you know, tr- turn it into a marketing machine, essentially. Right. Um, and then we, we just felt very strongly that, uh, and and looking at other individuals and other research you know, people would make comments of, well, I don't know, like my, my kids, they'll feel left out mm. and um, they, they're just, they just need to be connected with all their other friends. And, and we start looking at, at how these, uh, how, how everyone is connecting essentially. Right. And it's, they're just, they're just wasting time. They're, yeah. they're going through and they're flipping and um, they're sending memes with each other. And it's like, right. you're not really, you're not really connecting. No. And so we, we set a rule in our house that, um, you know, no, no social platforms until you're 18. Yeah. Um, you know, it hasn't been perfect by any means. Right. We, right. Right. You've gone through, um, bouts with it, yeah. but we feel it's our responsibility as parents to parent. And, and wait, what, what <laughs> you parent? What? We don't, we don't, we honestly, we don't care if we're if we're hated by our, our kids, I mean, we, we do like, right. We do. Right. But we, we think, and we feel we very firmly believe that they're going to thank us later. And we look at it now and it's like people, I, I don't know if it's, this is attributed to it. But Nate, you said like, our kids are great. Like our kids are so happy. They're there. They stay out of all the drama. They're, they're witty. They can hold conversations um, they can hold their own. They can. They have to communicate. They're not. Yeah, it, it, and 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 that's that's what it is. And like and I, I'm not saying that as because of us, us as parents, but I think just being able to let them live in a social environment, right? And to and to to develop those skills, like right. we hear that from so many people, and and what I find so interesting too, is like, well, we'll have some parents reach out to us and say like, oh, well, like I want to teach my kids healthy habits. And, you know, so it doesn't become this thing that they abuse later on in life. Well, you know, we've looked at 
what all those healthy habits are for social media. Um, MIT has recommendations. The National Institute of Health has uh, recommendations. Universities, um, healthcare providers. And do you know what all the, the healthy habits are? Delay. Yeah. They're, not just delay, but let me just read you a few of them. Go for it. Focus on your real life friends. That's a healthy habit for getting on social media. Limit, limit your time. Avoid using before bed. Live in the moment. Don't snap for social. Just like be in the moment and be with your friends. Like be present. Uh, prioritize time spent with friends and family over scrolling. Man. Connect in real life offline. Mm-hmm. Take a break. Detox. I mean, if, if you have to say the word detox, what does that mean? There's toxic things in it, guys. Exactly. <laughs> it's toxic. Uh, and then the, the other one is monitor screen time and set limits. Yeah. So yeah. when we're talking about healthy behaviors, about using social media, none of those that I listed actually have social media involved. Yeah. It's all, like, it's all just not using it. Don't use it. Be with your friends. It, like take a break. Well, of course that's a healthy habit. Take a break. Cause you don't even need to be on it. Exactly. So it's so funny. Cause some people, uh, some people just don't think they can function without it. Like some people think they're like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't know if, if I don't get, and here's the thing guys, no hate and no shame to people who, you know, who, who have different families, who have different parenting styles. You know, you, you, people do what work for them. That being said, I see those those kids that struggle with like a, a screen addiction early on with like their tablet or something when, you know, and, and parents have that fear of they're going to break something, they're going to go nuts. And I'll be honest, we, in my house, yeah, sometimes we have days where Bluey and Daniel Tiger do more parenting than I do, okay? Yeah, because yeah, sometimes we have those days. You have to. But, you have to. I mean, we, but, live, oh, oh, we have to live in reality, right? Yeah, yeah. Reality is tech's not going anywhere. That being said, it does not have to be an integral part of your life. Your right. life can still be your life. You can own your tech. Your tech doesn't have to own you. Yep. 100% agree. And so I'm, I'm curious, um, for, for the most part, how, how has this been received by your kids? Like, I know here and there, there might be some, like, some, some fear of missing out, you know, feeling ostracized or, or just not, not feeling like they're connected. But I feel like overwhelmingly, they've been able to do a lot of incredible stuff that they probably wouldn't be able to do if they were sucked away online. Yeah, you know, it, like I said, it's been a struggle. It, we're, we're the type of parents that um, don't let our kids get a cell phone until they're 16. We're like, hey, you know what? You can use our phone. You don't need to be texting friends. If you need to text friends, text them on ours. Like not even a dumb phone. Not even a dumb phone. And, 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 and there has, we do have, I guess, a family iMessage account. Right. Um, and so our kids can coordinate that way, but everybody has access to it. Everybody sees it. Gotcha. You know, and, and there's no cell phone plan. Um, and even when our kids do get cell phones, we lock everything down. They, we don't let, let them get on Safari. They don't have in, uh, in none of the apps. All they can do is take pictures, take notes, text, and call. That's it. Gotcha. It's all locked down. Dang, that's awesome. Um, and, so no, and no cell phone until they're 16. No, no cell, to- cell phone until they're 16. And has, has there been much pushback or not really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we've all yes. been in tears. I mean, yes, we've all been in tears and, and, and it's been a struggle. Um, but they have been the most worthwhile and deep conversations for us to be able to understand each other. 
Like we want to hear your perspective. Now let's listen to our perspective. Now let's talk about this together and why we're doing this. And, you know, when, when some of the kids would try to, to sneak something and, and try to get it uh, through the back door or, or something, or, you know, go past their time limits or, you know, whatever they, they would find. I mean, right. Kids are smart. Kids are smart. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll find what you're looking for no matter what in life, you know? And so, um, we we've had times where they've confessed or where they've talked to us about it. You know, we haven't come down hard. We're just like, Oh, you know, like, you know, well in our family, this is what we believe in. This is, you know, our, our family standards. And this is why we talk through it. We, we work through it. The relationship grows stronger. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's in those times when those kids kind of get in that, that uh, like the, like the device overtakes them. Uh-huh. That they get they get sad and whatever, and we take the device away for a week. Um, and, and and mind you, this is a device that already has restrictions on it, right? Right, right, right. So it's already limited. It's a pretty dumb as, phone, yeah. Yes, yeah, as far as you can go. And and then we take it away for a week, and they just are so happy for that whole week, and they're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I didn't really realize, you know, because they just get sucked in to like right. feeling right. like they have to be this this person that belongs, but it's so interesting when they get together, they're, they're not together. Uh, right. like Sherry Turkle. Um, she's a professor at MIT in uh, social studies of science and tech. She said, um, uh, we're connected, but we're alone. And she kind of paraphrased it to we're alone together. Yeah. And that's, that's what we're seeing. Like sometimes friends will come over and they'll like, okay, you guys are over here to hang out and play and talk and discuss and, you know, go do dumb things down at the park or whatever. Um, but when there's a lull or downtime, a phone comes out and then some of the friends are, are just like flipping and scrolling and they're just looking at memes the whole time. And it was like, you guys put the phone away, go outside, go get some fresh air, like go, go talk and play with each other. Oh yeah. Socialize. I really don't think kids understand. I mean, of course they don't because they're kids, um, how much it affects them. Like even things like self-esteem. Uh, so of your seven kids, you have three daughters, right? Uh, yes. Three daughters, four sons. So uh, social media definitely targets young women differently than it targets young men, right? Especially Instagram. Yeah. And I, I, I would dare to say that your girls, your girls are wonderful, confident young women. And that confidence I don't know if it would be at the level it's at if they were knee deep in social media their whole life, their whole teenage years. Yeah. You know, I, I agree. Like um, our kids, they, they turn to music and not just like put their headphones in. They play guys. They all play. Oh my gosh. Okay. The whole freaking family is like Beethoven. Okay. They're so cool. I love it when y'all come on Trek or anything. Cause like, musical instruments everywhere. It's so cool. And so do they like just write music all the time and just turn to their stuff? Um, our oldest one, she's, yeah, she's, she's into writing a lot and oh, she'll just so cool. picks up the guitar and she'll just like create her own songs and write. And, and then our second oldest, she's quite the artist. Like her, her whole room is decked out in all this beautiful decor that she's created on her own. So when cool. friend, when friends come over uh, or when she goes on dates, they do these really fun, creative dates where they they'll go out. And uh, I, I remember one time they got a, a canvas and some spray paint and they went around 
um, the field and start picking all these different types of weeds and flowers and putting them on the canvas and doing all these cool spray paint silhouettes of, of the plants around them. And That's so cool. They're creating, they're, they're, they're adding yeah. to life. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. And they wouldn't but, be doing that if yeah, they're on their it, phones. Well, and, and, you know, granted they, they get ideas from places, but we just log them onto the computer. They say, Hey dad, mom, um, we're thinking about doing this. We just need some ideas. Cool. Log them in. They right. go and check it out. They research right. it. And they go, oh, cool. But it's not, it's not that they have to see what other friends are doing and, um, you know, feel like they're being left out. They're, they're the ones creating, they're the ones creating the environment. I love that. I love that kids are born to create. And when you're given, when you give them the opportunity to do that, they really flourish and they really thrive. Um, I know a lot of kids that struggle because it feels like they're not just their creativity, but it feels like just their, their youth has just been sucked out of them by social media. Cause they're for, I mean, they, 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 they get introduced to concepts early on concepts that parents should definitely be the ones to first introduce, you know, like sex and pornography and things. And when their first exposure to sex is pornography online, and that's what they think a healthy sexual relationship is. And then it can, it can skew their whole perception of life. And, and they have, you know, they have to course correct that. And so starting from an early age of limiting that, and I love what you said at the start, that, that it, it becomes a deep and meaningful conversation around it. Like, yeah, you, you might get pushback, but then you talk about it. It's not just a rule that you're going to do it just cause, but no. it's, it's <laughs> we're, you, they talk about it. It's a meaningful conversation around it. And, the, and those conversations are so healthy. Like there's so much that you can unpack in that conversation about listening and repeating. Like, did I hear, what, am I hearing what you said? And, and in that you're, you're learning together. They're teaching us things. We're teaching them things oh, yeah. where we, couldn't have been in that situation before. And and then when you start getting in more difficult situations as you get older and even as adult, right? Like you can face those and you can work through those. You don't have to go around them or skirt right. by them. Like it's right. head on, right through. Right. And you can and you can still do it in a loving way. I feel yeah. like a lot of parents, because they're afraid, because they they're afraid and they fear the things that are online, um they they they, they they answer with fear and anger if something might happen online, you know, if they run into pornography, if they run into X, Y, and Z, and then, you know, then they come down and they come down hard <laughs> yeah. and, and it's really, really hard. And I know no, no parents. Perfect. Yeah. I, I, I yelled at my four-year-old just a couple of days ago for some, I can't remember what. And I, we all do. and I, yeah. and I, and when I apologized to him and he just said, it was a mistake that it's okay. And I was like, good Gandhi, kids are so good. And we need to remember that. So yeah. that when they mess up, because they're kids, kids are going to mess up, guys. That's okay. Talk about it. Try and yeah. be calm about it. So everyone can learn together. And, and you know what, Nate, in that experience, your son also saw how you handled it and said, oh, I was in the wrong. I came up, I'm fessing this and I, I'm trying to make this right. That's modeling great behavior, you know, without holding resentment and holding grudges. Like you, you are, you're modeling that for your children, e even though it, it came to that, which we right. all have experienced, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, what, what a great way and a great learning opportunity to just say like, you know what, 
I was wrong. Yeah. I'm trying to do the best as I can as a parent. I mess up, but thanks for, yeah. thanks for being kind and willing to give me a little flack here. So, so. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and I really appreciate that. I think parents, we're, we're so hard on ourselves because we're always like, you know, how well, there's, well, especially right now, there's so many experts, so many people saying the best thing to do is X, Y, and Z. And especially young parents, you know, we get overwhelmed with all the different voices out there saying how we should best do things. And I've, I've learned a lot by trial and error and the, you know, I've, my oldest is four, so I got a lot of learning still, but learn that, you know, do your best and be a human, you know, yeah. say sorry when you need to, you know, fess up when you screw up and move forward. You're not going to be a perfect parent and your kids ain't going to be perfect either. That being said, that doesn't mean throwing the towel. Um, you know, those smartphones and things like that, not worth it at a young age. Absolutely not. Kids have no business with them. And it's funny when parents get mad at kids, when they get on crap, they shouldn't be on, on a smartphone. Cause I'm like, you gave it to them. (laughs) (laughs) But, and and you know, it's not just limited to kids. No, us. Oh yeah. Like we're, we're, we're we're the ones modeling the behavior. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like parents, how many of us? have our phone out of arm's reach at any given point. How many of us, how many of us make sure we have our phone in the hand before we go sit on the toilet? Huh? <laughs> okay. Like yeah. that, that's, that's a real emergency. Sometimes if it's like, crap, I forgot my phone. No, like our kids see how important that is to us. Yeah. And, and it, it reflects over. It's kind of from time to time. It's a real good smack in the face. Um, my, my, I, I have a two-year-old. And he was playing with a little camera and we're like, all right, take a picture. And I was so proud because he put his hands up like an old school camera to take the picture and not like, (laughs) not like a pretend phone. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. I'm so happy right now. I did something right. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's fantastic. Well, Steve, this has been fantastic. I always love talking to parents and and different different parents are always going to have different boundaries for tech in their home. There's always lots of different ways to do it. And I love the boundaries that you guys had and everyone is going to have a different fit for your home. But the important part is that you guys talk about it as a family. Decide what technology role is go- what role technology is going to play in your home, yeah. what your standards are, what your values are, what you do and don't do. And when the kids help come up with the rules, the kids really help follow them. And so thank you so much for this conversation. It has been wonderful, Steve. You bet, Nate. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So uh, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the Save the Kids podcast. If you want us to get into your church school event, whatever it might be, please fill out the speaker form in the podcast description. Always remember, you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go home and give your kids an eight-second hug, and we'll see you on the next one.